It says, Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests... Now we are a kingdom of priests. We are a kingdom of priests. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. Now, when a person is clothed, you can see the clothing that they are wearing. And so when we are clothed with salvation, people ought to notice that we are the redeemed. People ought to notice that we are the whole. They ought to notice that we are the prosperous and that we are the healed. So notice with me, let thy priests, Lord God, be clothed with salvation and let thy saints rejoice in your goodness. I believe this, that we all can come up to another level of faith in the goodness of God. Now, many people mentally assent to that, but it's not very real to them. I believe this, that the more faith we have in the goodness of God, the more of His great goodness is going to flow into our lives. Do you believe that? How good is our God? I believe that our awareness of His goodness can be and must be expanded. You know, He's better than we know. Say it with me, I have faith in His goodness. Now, in Hebrews, the 11th chapter... And we notice something here in verse 6, the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Of course, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 is the great chapter of the hall of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 it says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. We can say it this way, Without faith in the goodness of God, it is impossible for us to receive of His goodness. Amen? Do you see how important faith is? Faith is a way of life. Faith is what we walk by. That's what 2 Corinthians says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So he says here, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now notice the rest of the verse. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is. This is a prerequisite for being born again. We must believe that He is. But now stop there. Not only that He is, and that He is a rewarder. He is a reward. When you are rewarded of God, that's Him being good to you. And that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Now, of course, you all recognize Matthew 6, 33, where he says, if we will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all these things shall be added to us. Does God have good things for His children? You know, if you being natural, know how to give good things to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? And the neat thing about our heavenly Father, He doesn't know anything bad. He doesn't have anything bad to give His kids. So He says, well, where's the scripture? 
Some people are like that little old lady at the Wendy's ad from years ago. Where's the beef? Now, if I can give you the scripture, you can't argue with scripture. Is that right? Am I right or am I wrong? Where's the scripture? Well, God's a good God. And in James, I believe it's the first chapter and the 17th verse, it says every good gift and every perfect gift. Where does it come from? Comes from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. We will never catch God in a bad mood. Oh, I see now. Praise God, Raul, you know, he's been bad. So I'm going to send him something bad. No, thank God, Raul can repent and he can still be a candidate for the goodness of God. God doesn't send things of the devil to teach his children a lesson. He's got a higher way. He's got a better way. He's got his word, which when it comes into our life, sometimes really corrects us. Has anybody ever been corrected by the word of God? Now, correction, whether you realize it or not, is God being good to you. How can correction be good for me? Because the correction of the Lord will lead me and lead you to repentance. See, it's the goodness of God that corrects us. It's the goodness of God that instructs us. It's the goodness of God that equips us. Why? So that we may be thoroughly furnished to live this life as overcomers in Him. So don't despise the chastening of the Lord. Don't despise the correction of the Lord when it comes to you. It is for your benefit. That's God being good to you. Now, it may not seem very pleasurable at the time. But, oh, if you let it work in you, it'll begin to work a peace in your life. And it'll turn things around. Say it with me. It is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Amen. So good things come from a good God and bad things come from a bad devil. It's just as easy as that. Now notice with me, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, not casually. And when we seek first the kingdom of God, he will add things to us. This word seek here means to pursue. It means to resort Two. So as we pursue Him, as we resort to Him as a way of life, not just when we have a need, but as a way of life, when we seek Him, when we resort to Him, when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and we declare that He is our refuge, our fortress, and our God, Oh, glory to God. Good things will begin to happen in our lives. Here's what the book of Ezra says. Ezra 8.22 says, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek Him. The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek Him. Amen. Say it with me. The hand of the Lord, it's upon me. The hand of the Lord Lord is upon me for good. good. 
great, good, and glorious things, they're coming my way. Amen. You see, the hand of the Lord on one hand brings judgment, but you and I are in the kingdom of God. Amen. The hand of the Lord on the other hand brings blessing. And so you'll want the hand of the Lord to be upon you. You'll want his hand to be upon you to bring blessing into your life. So say it again with me. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. It is upon me for good. Young's literal translation says this. The hand of our God is upon all seeking him for good. Amen. Now, as we look further into this message today, I've just come by today to stir you up on the goodness of God. So that we can all come up to another level of faith in His goodness. Look with me over at Psalm 34.10. Again, He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. The hand of the Lord is upon all those that seek Him for good. And then in Psalm 34, verse 10, it says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord they Are you all here today? Are you sure? <laughs> the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. What is this saying to us this morning? This is saying if we'll seek a good God, you'll get good things. And you will not want for any good thing. So we know that God is good. And we know that He wants to do good things in our life. Matter of fact, the psalmist said that no good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. See, when you're seeking God you're going to walk uprightly. When you seek a good God, good things begin to happen. Amen? Just let that saturate into your spirit for a minute. And so we know then that God, in His great wisdom, has prepared good things for all of us. Ephesians bears this out in in chapter 2 and verse 10. In the Amplified, it says that we are taking paths which He has prepared ahead of time. You know, God's got some things prepared for you. There's some things just right out there that God is, is, is right there. And there's some things that you're going to be connected with. We are taking paths which He has prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them living what kind of life? Living the good life which he prepared, prearranged, and made ready for us to live. Oh, hallelujah. Good things in store. Good things knocking at the door. Good things for heart of the bay. It's harvest time. Amen. How many of you will shout hurrahs at the harvest with me? Glory to God. It's harvest time. A harvest of souls. A harvest of healings. A harvest of miracles. Amen? A harvest of the goodness of God happening right here in the Bay Area. Amen. 
I do not care what the government may look like around here. My trust and my confidence is not, I repeat, is not in Gavin Newsom. It wasn't in Jerry Brown. It wasn't in so-and-so and so-and-so. Our confidence, our faith is not in the government. Our confidence and our faith is in the God of all governments. Some of you just shut me out. It's not what man can do for you that matters. It's what God has already done for you that matters. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so our trust and our confidence is in the goodness of God. Our trust and our confidence is in the goodness of God to keep this nation. I'm telling you folks, the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he's showing himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Come on, somebody, shout with me today. Glory to God. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we'll look at verses uh, 9 through 12. It says, But as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10, But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, For the Spirit searcheth all things, yes, even the deep things of God. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now I want you to read verse 12 with me. Ready? Read. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. What is this saying? This is saying when you have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to pick up on the inside the things that God has prepared for you. In Psalm 31 and verse 19, it says this, Oh, how great is your goodness. Now that word great there means abounding, It means abundant. It means exceedingly. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up, which you have stored up for them that fear thee, them that love thee, and them that seek thee, which you have worked for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, how great is your goodness. Amen. The NIV says this, How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all and those who take their refuge in you. So what this is saying to us is this, He has stockpiled, And he has laid up, he has prearranged, he has prepared good things for those that love him. Good things, good days for those who will take refuge in him. Say in the, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. My God. 
In you do I trust. So then God has a great storehouse of goodness, of glory, and of favor put up and stored up for you. I declare it all the time. I have favor with God and man. When you have favor with man, even though that man that you have favor with may not even be born again, that's God being good to you. Amen. When the favor of God goes before you and opens doors for you that no man can shut. When the favor of God goes before you and causes you to get that job that 300 people applied for. When the favor of God goes before you and you're able to land that home, you'll be able to land that rental. Folks, that's God being good to you. And the more that we talk about his favor, the more that we rehearse his goodness, the more favor we will have and the more goodness we will see. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the favor of God. Amen. Amen. I mean, you may be going into a parking lot looking for an automobile. You ought to pray to get the right salesperson. You don't know what that person's been through. You may get the wrong salesperson. That's the favor of God. God's connecting you. And God is connecting me. Hallelujah. Say with me, favor. 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 Goodness. 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 All the days of my life. Amen. I know Brenda gets excited. She goes to Macy's sometime and she'll come home and say, Oh, look, the Lord gave me favor. <laughs> she, she might have a few little items of clothing. I'll say, Praise the Lord. Good. Thank you, Jesus. I believe for the favor of God upon her before she goes because it cost me less money. Amen. <laughs> Everyone say favor. 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 Goodness. Goodness. In my life. Mm. I pray the favor of God upon your lives. Hallelujah. I pray the goodness of God be seen and be manifest in your life. Don't grow faint in your spirit. The psalmist said, I would have fainted. He said, I was on my way to faint unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, I just preached myself happy. And some of you are getting happier by the moment. And that's a good thing. But I'm not done yet. So take heart. In Psalm 31 in the Telehim, it says this, and this is the Jewish Bible. It says, the abundance which God will bestow upon the righteous is beyond the power of mortal man to describe. The psalmist can but exclaim, how abundant. That's good. Goodness is that attribute of God that he just loves to give to all who can and will receive it. He is the creator of all good. You know, you look in Genesis chapter 1, and we won't go there this morning, but in Genesis chapter 1, God said, and it was so, and God said, ooh, it was good. It was good. This is good. The earth is good. Amen? 
When you look at God's creation, when you look at Mount Everest and see films of that, you can't help but say, God's good. When you go over to the Hawaiian Islands, you go to Kauai, you go to Maui. Come on, somebody. Here today, gone to Maui, right? You can't help but say, oh, that is God. He is so good. Amen. The only thing that he didn't say was good, he says, it's not good that man should be alone. But I will make a help meet for him. Amen. And that's what he did. And when Adam saw Eve, he said, oh, it's all good now. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, it's all good. Right now. Neat thing about it is this. Angels do not have to run inventory on his goodness every day. See, there's no limit. There's no limit. The only limits we have is the limits up here and the limits down here. There is no limit to his giving except our capacity to receive it. There's no limit to his giving except our capacity to receive it. Look at Ephesians, the third chapter. And notice with me in verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3. And notice in the 20th verse. It says this, Now unto him that is able. Is God able? Is God willing? Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now notice the rest of the verse. But it is in direct proportion to the power of God that is working in us. Or we could say it this way. It is in direct proportion to our ability with our faith in his goodness to receive it. Now Bosworth, F.F. Bosworth said this. He said, benevolence is that great attribute of God. Therefore, he went on to say, if we want to please him, remove all of the obstacles out of the way of the exercise of his benevolence. As I was meditating on that statement a day or two ago, this thought came up in my spirit. One obstacle that would prevent us from receiving of his goodness is sin consciousness. And what does sin consciousness look like or sound like? Well, one way that sin consciousness reveals itself is through our words. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Well, guess what? That's true. But you're not receiving based on your goodness. You're receiving based on His goodness. Amen? Say it with me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So don't let your past and what you've done in your past to dog you. Don't drag your past along with you. Be like Paul where he said, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Don't allow your past to hinder you from present blessings that come from the goodness of God. Somebody says, Yeah, but I I don't qualify. Join the club. That's why he pre-qualified you. 
That's why He made us in His image and in His likeness and says, you are now accepted in the Beloved. You are sons of God, daughters of God, heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus. Let the sin tags go and wake to righteousness. Amen. And say what God's word says about you. Now, another obstacle that the Lord showed me is, well, you know, it just may not be God's will for me. It may not be God's will for me to prosper. It may not be God's will for me to have good things. I know God blesses Raul. I know God blesses Brother George. And I sure enough know that God blesses Pastor Tom. But it may not be His will for him to prosper me. Where's the scripture? Where's the beef? Huh? Can you back that up with the B-I-B-L-E? I'm not interested in what people think. I'm not necessarily interested in how people feel. I'm interested in what thus saith the Lord. What does the B-I-B-L-E say about him being good to you? Now we rejoice in him being good to others and we should rejoice in that. But at the same time, while we're running laps about someone getting a new car, while we're rejoicing about someone getting a new home or a promotion on the job, we ought to be saying, me too. Point at your help and say, me too. Come on, me too, me too, me too, me too. It belongs to you. Because you have a covenant with God. You don't have any less covenant with God than Joe Mayorga has. Joe's got a covenant with God. You've got a covenant with God. Lloyd's got a covenant with God. We all have a covenant with God. And the good news, he is a covenant-keeping God. Amen. He will not break it. He will not alter the things that he said concerning your life. It is God's plan to prosper you. It is not the plan of God for you to fail. It's the plan of God for all of us to succeed. I don't care how many times you've failed in the past. Today is a new day. We have a new covenant with God. You are a new creation. Amen. In 3 John 2, it says this, Beloved, I wish or I pray that above all things that you may prosper. Point point, Point to yourself and say that I may prosper. Say this with me. It is the will of God for me to succeed in life, to prosper in this life, even as my soul prospers. You get your mind renewed to the word of God concerning divine prosperity, and I will guarantee you good things will begin to happen in your life. And look at 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. So no more sin consciousness. No more wondering what the will of God is. We know what the will of God is. In verse 17 in 1 Timothy chapter 6, he says, charge them that are rich in this world. That's us. Somebody said, I thought that was talking to the unbelievers. No, he's talking to you. You mean I'm rich? I don't have two nickels to rub together. It doesn't matter whether you have two nickels to rub together. What God said about you is what matters. And God said, He was poor that you through His poverty might be rich. 
Rich is not a dirty word. Rich is a Bible word. Rich means having more than enough from the God who's more than more than enough. So he says, now look at this. This is talking to us. Charge them that are rich in this world. That they be not high-minded. In other words, don't let pride get in our way. Nor trust in what? Uncertain riches. The key word is trust here. If we're not going to trust in uncertain riches, here's what we're going to trust in and who we're going to trust in. Read the rest with me. But in the living God who giveth us richly. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to enjoy the things that He blesses us with. But He wants to make sure that our priorities and our trust is not in those things. But it's in the living God. And this is what John 10.10 says. He says, I have come that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. So God's looking for believers. God's looking for receivers. See, I believe this. That the more that we realize just how good He is, the easier it will be to see Him as our ultimate provider and our source. He is Jehovah the good. God's goodness, it's His nature. The word goodness in the Hebrew means this, prosperity. It means good things. It means goods. Notice it didn't say bads. Property, supply, and provision. So good then, in the widest sense of the word, means good to the extreme in our life. Everything God is, everything God desires, is His plan for us. Look with me at Psalm 23, verse 6. Psalm 23, verse 6. It says, Surely, badness and condemnation are going to follow me all the days of my life. No, 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 no. He says, surely, goodness and what? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'm going to dwell where? Forever. This word follow there means to pursue. It means to chase after. He is pursuing you. He's chasing you. With his goodness. Pursue means to run down and overtake. It also means to accompany or to be with. So past, present, and future, all the days of our life, his goodness is following us. Did you get anything out of this morning? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father.